Yeah, that's a long question. Uh, who am I? I am Jennifer Giralo, and I am an improviser. I am a comedian and lately a podcaster. Yeah, you, uh, I, I know you most. I'd say we met from improv. Mm-hmm. Jams. Jams. And then I also know you from stand-up comedy. And uh, yes, we we've been, we've shared a stage, you know. Um, yes, <laughs> several sta- a couple stages. Yeah, and now now you're in the podcast world, and you yeah. have 30, 35, 40 podcasts that you're doing. Uh, coming up on the big four zero, you know? <laughs> and they say you really just find your find your tone, you know, around that. So I'm excited. Yeah. How did, okay. So, cause I know you, uh, you started a podcast last year, Yeah. but now you have, non joking aside, I think you have three podcasts. Oh okay. well, yeah. Yeah. I'm co-host on all of them. So, you know, okay. Yeah. And it's, so, it's only three halves. So technically it's just one yeah. half. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just in the passenger seat of three, Zach. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. How did, how did that start? Um, last, uh, March, April, Alex Hollis uh, was looking to be creative with podcasting and kind of was, you know, put a Facebook status out there. So I, I, I read her status and I, I messaged her and I was like, I want to I start a podcast with you. Yeah. And I think it was like 11 p.m. when we recorded our first episode and I had told her I looked up like the first, I, I looked up a YouTube video on how to get your podcast on Spotify and and I just went with the first RSS feed and like went with like the first everything I found. It was just a very like, just spur of the moment thing. You record at 11 at like 1am, you're like, yeah, we're done. We did it all. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know much about editing software or editing at all so just really when I hit record that was it like <laughs> you know I come from an improv background I don't usually edit anything so. <laughs> so and we you know Alex and I just have really candid conversations and we don't prepare a lot of anything and it's it's uh really deep conversations about life and improv and comedy and um and growing and friendship and and people have said that it feels like they're kind of in the room with us or listening oh. to our phone call and I was like you are listening to our phone call this is literally <laughs> us you know at first I didn't even have a mic I just was talking I was just talking through zoom on my phone on speakerphone <laughs> like just <laughs> just recording you know any sound quality and now now I've got a I've got a blue Yeti mic to stand and messing with input levels. And I don't, I still don't know what that means, but I'm messing with it. You know, that's okay. I still don't know what it means. You know, no. I, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I just hope no one catches me. You know, <laughs> I'm just acting, I'm just acting like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So wh- which one, what is that podcast called? That's called Bish Don't the podcast. Okay. 
<laughs> any meaning behind that name or is it just fun? Um, we've played around with a bunch of different reasons why it's called Bish Don't. <laughs> I think we talk about it in episode 100, which is totally legit. 100 episodes. We did not just title it episode 100 because we wanted to feel like we achieved a lot of episodes. <laughs> um, it's totally not episode five. <laughs> uh, I think I honestly like, I feel like Alex is going to listen. She's going to be like, why can't, why can't Jen name why it's called Bish <laughs> Um, I, th we, our I podcast, on the spot, no, 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 it's cool. <laughs> I mean, you're asking the real questions that people want to know. Yeah. Know? And our podcast is about like, we started it kind of, yes. I, I'm I, almost wondering if you do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, I, I do, I do this podcast. Yes. <laughs> I know. I, I have listened to our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I've <laughs> recorded them. This is not just a dream I had. Uh, but I think, oh, because, so like, I, when I reached out to Alex, I told, and then during the first episode we were recording, I was telling her what I was doing in March uh, 2020 when I was texting her about starting this podcast. And I was about to text my ex and see what they were up to because this I was scrolling through messages and seeing someone had said that they had loved like someone in my life in my past life had said that they loved me and I think I was just feeling really you know alone in March 2020 and 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 genuinely wanted to see what they were up to and I didn't I knew it kind of probably wasn't a good idea to kind of reach out and so I ended up um, messaging Alex and, uh, you know, we started this project. And so it's kind of in the description of our podcast on Spotify. Mm. Uh, it was either this or text our text my ex is kind of in the <laughs> description. And I think Bish Don't kind of comes from that and or like, you know, Bish Don't in terms of any other ideas, you know. And then we kind of turned into like a gratitude exercise. Some of our episodes we would say bish don't even get me started on and then something we really love right now so we would say bish don't even get me started on and then like um we would say marvel movies and we just like really like the marvel movies and we would just you know just talk about something we're grateful for or like or something that's bringing us joy right now mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah so you know that's all tur built. turn your turn your pain into art you know yeah, yeah. Someone said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it? Was it? Uh, was it? Is her name Carrie? I was gonna say God. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who plays Princess Leia? <laughs> so it's really built on like friendship and improv. Would you would say is the first podcast? Yes, friendship and improv. Carrie Fisher. Sorry, I think Carrie Fisher talks about. Painted art. I'm not sure. Don't I'm quote sure me on she, that. I'm sure she did. I'm sure she mentioned it. Yeah, improv He's and a very friendship. Person. Yes, yes. That so, is 
That's a great summary. <laughs> so that's a good that's a good 15 second summary. Ah, oh, perfect. Yes, I need those clips for Instagram. <laughs> um <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> it's not even my guest. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's a great that's a great thing about Carrie Fisher. You know, like, did your guest say anything, Zach? Or are you just going to post clips of what you said? Um, so how long have you been doing improv? I've been performing since 2019. And only recently, within the last three years, really dove into it and mm. just made it everything I think about, you know, um, eat, sleep, and dream improv <laughs> and uh, just diving into performing every weekend and, you know, and uh, going to festivals and taking all the classes and teaching sometimes. And so that's a very recent thing for me. And that's when I've seen the most like growth as a performer. Yeah. No, I, yeah. you, you are uh, one of my favorite people to watch do improv. You are very talented. Uh, I, I, I love anytime I get a, to see you perform and, uh, it really does show that you've like deep dived into this idea. And then that's why you're one of the people that I asked about, like, what books should I read? Cause I was like, I was like, clearly whatever she's doing is working. So I was like, <laughs> help me. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <a> <laughs> you're such natural at improv. I love performing in the scenes I've gotten to perform with you. I can't wait for many more, but you're just, you're a you're such a great listener on stage and you take suggestions and heighten them. I think it's all the natural things of stand-up comedy, you know? Thank you for saying that. That is, uh, that's the new 15 second clip that I'm going to use. For the compliments I give you it's yeah. like <laughs> meshed up. But, um, but no, thank thank you so much, and uh, I'm glad that it comes off that way because it's like I've been doing stand up for a long time, and for like many of those years, uh, I was not good at it. <laughs> so to start a new type of comedy, like a new angle of comedy, and people being like any compliments at all, that's very nice to hear because uh, five years into stand up, people have been like, "Oof, I uh, you're yeah, you did it." That's <laughs> those are the compliments I got. <laughs> I mean. That is a that is a great compliment. I mean, just just doing stand up comedy is such a huge accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. I, you know i i had I had always wanted to do it. Really, like, and I think we hear. I think sometimes you hear it a lot from people when you tell people you're a comedian. I don't know if you get that. Like, people share that they may want to do it as well, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. really cool that people open up like that. But for you to be able to go out and do it and it's obviously you're um, a professional comedian that's your job and that's your career but like just doing it is incredible uh I mean it, it was honestly like a dream to be able to I I you know I finally I, my first my first shows where you're were at your open mic my first stand-up shows and I mean I mean not my show but like my five minutes <laughs> you know um, I mean they're yeah they we have a like headline right away <laughs> <laughs> I mean if it, it felt like it definitely was like um it was it was it, I I performed three times 
at, at your open mic and you provided an environment where I felt comfortable enough to, to try it. And just that alone, me getting to go up there and have that opportunity and to perform was, was the best and a dream come true. Because uh, I had always wanted to try stand up. I had always wanted to perform and be a comedian. And I never did it uh, because it takes a lot of courage and it's a very vulnerable art and it's very difficult, but it's very rewarding as well. Yeah. You're, well, you're, you're a natural at it. You, you, you crushed it uh, right away. Um, uh, you know, just a little jealous really is all it was of, of how, how well you did so, so early on. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, you, you, you are, I mean, yeah, you're naturally, naturally talented at stand-up comedy, but how long did you say you've always wanted to do it? Like, do you mean like ever since you were a kid, you wanted to do stand-up? Really? Yeah, I remember, I don't know, like, and I feel like it was like third grade. We wrote down what we wanted to be when we grew up kind of thing. And yeah. I literally wrote comedian. That's and so funny. yeah, I want, I mean, I love being funny. I've always loved being funny. I really wanted to be on Saturday Night Live mm. uh, with my my younger sister. She's she's super funny too, and we wanted to we wanted to be on Saturday Night Live together and you know be comedians and everything. And so I've just always loved it, and I'm I'm happy that I I got that chance to perform, and I'm I'm looking forward to continuing to advance that skill. Yeah. Because it only makes me a better, oh, like I, it contributes to all aspects of performing comedy, uh, including improv or sketch or podcasting or even writing. So I, I at work, I write and the concepts I learn in the concepts I learn in stand up and the concepts I learn in improv help, help me as a professional uh, communicator as well. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, when we had Rick Roberts on the podcast, that's something that we he kind of talked about was like he redid his website to kind of make sure they had like a corporate website to be like, hey, you know, I can host any kind of event for you, no matter what yeah. it is. And it is one of those things of like stand-ups don't realize that like these there's like so many skills and you're like your own your your own like little business and you got to like do all these different angles that like they just they do apply to everything like definitely it's helped me in my day jobs every day job I've ever had <laughs> like because I, I before I did stand up I was like such a shy introvert you know so I can't I can't imagine like uh like working as like even a line cook you know where it's like you kind of have to like improv a little bit on the line and be yeah. line. like I I didn't know how to do any of that <laughs> before before doing stand-up so yeah we're all we're all kind of improvising to the top of our intelligence and our, our skills are all different, Yeah, but we're all kind of making it up to the best of our abilities. Yeah. And right now you are, you're doing uh, a joke a day. I made it kind of a, an exercise for myself to, I wanted to write more, but I didn't want it to be overwhelming. And so I, so I thought, a joke, just writing a joke every day would be uh, a good writing exercise. And something I've gotten out of it is that it doesn't have to, I'm, I'm trying to find, you know, I mean, if I keep writing and I keep you know, um, thinking of these jokes, 
I am starting to feel like what feels like my voice and what doesn't really feel like my voice or my comfort zone or or what mm. needs to be pushed outside my comfort zone a little bit. And so I'm trying to find my brand there. But another thing I'm finding is that I'm also trying different types of jokes. So it doesn't have to be a joke I would perform on stage. It could be a pun or it could be it could be this like a like a popsicle stick punchline kind of like <laughs> wordplay, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um I I wrote I can I tell you one? Yeah, I'd love to hear one. Like I don't think I'd perform this. This is one of those just like, you know, puns. <laughs> so I don't know if you'd perform a pun in stand up, I guess, but oh. <laughs> some of my jokes aren't really jokes. So <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know where I'd fit in in a like a pun like this, but um, I'd say like, uh, what's Pennsylvania's favorite entree? What? Uh, filet min Philly mignon. <laughs> Still my punchline. I messed up my punchline. <laughs> Let me try it again. Philly. Okay, okay, okay. Let's okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's Pennsylvania's favorite entree? I don't know, Jen. What is it? Philly mignon. <laughs> okay, there it is. <laughs> That's a great opening joke. I think is it? I would, yeah, Do you I think would, so? Yeah, I would try it. It would. It would. Okay. Go. <laughs> it would be fun. Uh, you know, when I when I tour when I tour to Philadelphia. Oh man, that would be I'll great. I'll open with the old Philly mignon. <laughs> <laughs> And then you should be like, I'm going to close with uh, this great joke and then close with it too. <laughs> close with the same joke. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, it was the same joke. Yeah. And then be like, I don't think you guys heard me. Let me start over. And then, <laughs> um, that's fun. That's so great. Yeah. I, I love that you're doing that because I am overwhelmed uh, by the idea of writing jokes right now. I haven't been writing jokes. Uh, I think uh, there was a moment, there's been ups and downs for the last year of like, I've written in a lot of chunks at once. Um, and I was doing a writing group. And then like, we we were doing a writing group at early, early uh, last year. And, um, but like, I, I just get so unmotivated and overwhelmed. And it's exactly, exactly what you're kind of speaking on of the idea of a joke a day is much easier than me stressing about how I haven't written 30 new minutes lately, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I feel really accomplished when I wrote, when I write, like, when I write down a thought or a premise and try to work out a punchline. And a lot of the times they're just a bunch of, you know, prem premises and premises, mm. premise, premises, I'm gonna yeah. premises. Um, and <laughs> a lot of the times it's just a bunch of that like sad weird thoughts and then mm -hmm. no punchline and so it just kind of at this point it just kind of turned into a journal and so i'm finally journaling so that's good news <laughs> yeah it's you're nice. like if, if if they're not good you're like it's just a journal it's just a journal <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna retitle it because right now it's called 365 jokes the document and i should re i should just retitle it so it just seems like a really funny journal <laughs> Yeah, you should just write, it's just a journal. <laughs> it's just a It's all about how you frame it, you yeah. know, like expectations, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah, it's just my next lecture that I'm teaching. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I love that idea. And it is like something when like, like 
you know, when comedy was very, na- and while I was going out over every night to open mics and stuff and actually performing, that's like a thing I would just do naturally of like have notes on my phone and every day, like making notes. And then I would sit down at some point in the following weeks and like review all those and be like, Oh, let me write out the whole idea of this. or let me write out the whole idea of that. But lately I've just been so overwhelmed with the idea of even sitting down with a notebook where I'm like, do I know how to use a pen? I don't even know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, my handwriting has, uh, it is, uh, I can't, I can't even read it, (laughs) but last year, you know, over the summer and late into the year I didn't think anything was funny and um it's hard because often seeing open mics or improv shows inspires you to perform comedy or write comedy so if you're not seeing it and it's sometimes you're not inspired to do much either Yeah. yeah yeah exactly it's usually like I would go to an open mic and then from that open mic, I would have like four ideas the next day because I just yeah. got my juices going. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the right mindset. But you're yeah. right. Like now it's like I'm always like working and I'm always like thinking about like like the podcast and, and things like that. So it's like my brain, I'm using all my creative side to do that. So like me even picturing holding a notebook, I'm like, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So speaking of podcasts, we still have, I think, two more podcasts to cover. Yeah. Yes. Do. And how yes. how how did those come about? So I'm also co-host of Building Bridges Improv Podcast, mm. and that is by the Bridge Improv Theater in Tempe, and um, that is hosted uh, by my good friend uh, David Raftery and I. And we we like to talk about improv, improv skills, and interview interview improvisers and in the valley and beyond. And then we like to you know improvise at the end of it. So we just like to kind of take that and and we get inspired to do some scenes out of the what we talked about, improv uh, concepts or news or the personal you know dialogue that we had and just inspiring scenes from that so that's a really fun podcast and I just get to learn new things about improv and be re-inspired all the time and that's a weekly podcast oh nice yeah and then I have another podcast (laughs) that I started with Caitlin Rogers and it's called listen to our improv podcast (laughs) And we read a recent message that we've received, and then we talk about that for a little bit, and then go on tangents from there. And then we do an improv scene based on kind of what we talked about. So these messages that you're getting, where where are they? Just like personal messages, or like messages to the podcast, or not? We haven't gotten them to the podcast, but. There, there are personal messages we've received, and the one I got was like, like junk mail, like, like some, some person trying to solicit 
me to well I, what I assume me but they <laughs> they wanted they wanted they were looking for a sugar baby oh and but I I don't they didn't say who they were looking oh. for <laughs> so um so I just read that message um and we did a improv scene based on the conversation we had about it and then the second this episode we recently did was like I read a message I got confirming an appointment I had for a, like a bank because I had a question for my bank and they made me <laughs> create a phone appointment with them. <laughs> so those were the kinds of messages. <laughs> so fan mail is what you're saying. Yes, yes. Reviews, fan mail, <laughs> offers offers from producers. <laughs> Great deals. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's That's the kind of... Those are the kinds of messages I get. I've never, I've never received personal messages. I only get bots and <laughs> automated scheduling appointments. I didn't even schedule that bank appointment. That's the weird thing. Oh no, I'm kidding. I, I was like, do you know this bank? I did. I wanted to talk to someone. Just in general, or? just about life. Yeah, just like, how's it going? Hey. And then is that You're a podcast episode where you is, talk to them? Oh, did I talk to them? Yeah. <laughs> no, they ended up ghosting me. Whoa. It's kind of weird. I never told, I haven't told Caitlin yet because she wanted to know how it went um, in the podcast episode, but they like never called me. Oh no. <laughs> they were like, here's a text message to confirm your appointment. Okay. And then never called me. <laughs> so what is it about podcasting that's really like drawn you towards it? Uh, it has been such a gift to be able to connect with my friends mm-hmm. and perform with them uh, remotely as I'm not able to perform with them right now but it's been amazing to feel that sense of building scenes together and discovering and having a funny conversation and banter together and like creating something creating content that I enjoy and podcasting has kind of given me that Mm. yeah that's a wonderful 15 second clip is it yeah (laughs) that's a good one (laughs) yeah i like that one that's a great answer yeah i feel the same way where it's like this is like i i wanted you to be on the podcast for uh many reasons and one of them was i get to catch up with my friend you know yeah 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 i mean i've i that's why i keep making uh several podcasts because i want to catch up with all these friends Mm -hmm. all the time and so i ask them i want i I asked them to be co-hosts. <laughs> uh, no, I. Uh, the other thing that's kind of interesting is the the one thing. Uh, there's several things I'm insecure about, but one thing I'm usually really insecure about for most of my life is my voice. Really, I have never liked my voice until kind of recently, where I've moved towards acceptance slash like liking it, I guess. Cause like I hear it, I hear it all the time now. Whereas I think like growing up and, you know, uh, 
into my, you know, early 20s and late 20s. I didn't hear my, I didn't hear my voice a lot. And I think I even stayed away from it because I just didn't like it. I didn't like how, I didn't like how like low it was or deep it was. Uh, and and now I hear it all the time and I have podcasts and I love my voice and that's something I never thought I would do or say and never thought I would have a creative medium where I am performing improv but also with using just just my voice so it's pretty cool that's great yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm glad that you're you're uh like feeling that from podcasting, you know, and that, that is like a unique thing. Cause like, as soon as you start talking about that, I, I started thinking about when I first started editing videos, that was the first time I like heard my voice on uh, back then tape actually. So <laughs> don't mean to date myself, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but just hearing me talk and like how I talked and like how I pronounced words. And I was just like, uh, it was so cringy at the beginning. And now it's, I'm so used to it, but, uh, yeah, that is, that's the thing. I, same as a kid, I I was very quiet and shy. And part of it was I did, I didn't want, I didn't want to speak for many reasons. (laughs) And one of them was that. So I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that we're here and, (laughs) It feels nice to be heard and seen. Oh, I I know that you said that you've been doing the voiceover classes. Yes. I am taking voiceover classes through Rise Comedy, as well as uh, I've taken drop-in class at Real Voices LA. And... It has, and I wanted, I, I wanted to start taking them because I was doing more podcasting. And then through work, I've been doing a little bit more video work. And oh, okay. I wanted to get better at interviewing folks and mic work. It's so like the technical aspect. I was taking these, these voice classes and I found that they were really shaping my performance and my comedy, uh, you know, um, my writing in general as well, because in these voice classes, we do read scripts and interpret scripts. So a lot of it was helping to understand what point of view I'm coming from and add emotion to it and how to make choices Mm. Uh, and in improv or stand up or comedy in general, it's all about like those choices that we're making and how to heighten those. And um, so I really, and then and then in improv, I never thought I I didn't really like to like do a lot of huge character work, like mm. like changing my voice a lot in it and. That's something else I wanted. I I still want to do with voice acting, is to see what kind of, like you know, stretch myself a little further to see what kind of characters I can develop out of changing my voice a little bit and seeing my voice as an instrument and what opens up when I can kind of stretch this skill. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I really, I have been enjoying that. It's been influencing my comedy and my writing and my performing, my podcasting, everything. Yeah, that's very interesting. I yeah. I love that idea. I've always wanted to get into voiceover work in general. Um, I'm always very scared of it. Again, I think it's a little bit of like scared of like my voice. And, uh, you know, I definitely know that I couldn't, I couldn't read books for anyone. That's not a, an angle of it that I could go down, but you know, I could do, I could do like a fun voice for like a cartoon or something, but, um, yeah. So I, that's so interesting to me just to hear you. Like it almost sounded like improv of like these making choices and so like, it's, it very leads you down that route. And I, I always think of my voice as an as a tool in comedy, but uh, something I am even lacking on and want to work on is the ability to separate characters in a story on stage by different voices. And so when I tell these longer stories, I can really develop that other person. So it just doesn't sound like me talking to me, you know? Right. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 I. And I think, you know, I'm not going to get any, I'm not, I'm not going to get better without trying it. Mm-hmm. And the voice classes, the voiceover classes and voice acting classes help me by kind of, you know, allowing that space to try different voices, different, different uh, inflections, getting further or close, you know, closer yeah. to the mic. Uh, changing up my energy or, you know, where I'm placing the lines. So, you know, it gives you that space to practice. Yeah, yeah. That's like one of the biggest pieces of advice that changed my comedy for me was someone, uh, it was a local comedian, watched me perform and I was very like monotone my whole set, just like told every joke exactly the same, just stood in one place holding the, the mic and then uh, he very nicely was like, hey, man, come here. And he's like, when you tell jokes, you're like this. He's like, just straight line. And he's like, and then he pointed to the comic that was on stage. And he's like, do you notice that when it gets close to the punchline, it goes up and then it comes down and then he does this. And it was like, really pay attention to how people use their voice. And it was like, just this weird thing that just, I never paid attention to. And now when I watch comedians, I watch them, how they build it up how they break that release, how they pull it forward and, and then the energy and then doing like what I love watching headliners because they're doing an hour and they need to break that into this style, this style and this style. And they break into their jokes of how they do that each approach. And uh, that's always fascinating to me. And uh, uh, I think you, I think you just talked me into taking some voiceover classes for sure. Yeah. You you never know what you're going to pick up from things. I mean, that something I, it, you know, voice classes are never something I thought I'd take. I also last year was at the very, at the very early, at the start of the year, I started taking like singing lessons really? and I don't, yeah, I didn't, it, it, that's, that's something I was also a little bit self-conscious about is like my singing voice and it's not like I knew, it's not like I was going to become a professional singer, right. but things I picked up from that were that there was something that still resonates with me is, is, um, breathing, like breathing mm. exercises and how much air it takes to like say a line. And I think that that's really helpful for 
improv or stand up because you may pay attention to if you're you know if you're saying if you need to slow down or if you're speaking too quickly or if you're running out of air by the end of a joke so you almost like you know there's there's vocal warm-ups that they do in singing and i think that you know performers of all kinds can benefit from you know warming up like that <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah I, I, that's something i didn't even know about yeah so are the these voiceover classes you're taking are they like drop in or are you like signed up for like a program or yeah so the one at rise comedy was a is a four week class but real voices la has a, like drop ins every friday and saturday and probably mm. more but they have they have all kinds of drop ins that are like extremely worth it okay yeah. yeah. And then and then these singing lessons, was it just like one lesson or was it a whole workshop? Well, it was with my friend. It was with my friend Allison Houston. Uh, okay. Yeah, but um, that was uh, was beginning of last year, so I, I stopped taking them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, one lesson, I was I was a professional singer. So yeah, yeah. That's how good I, she is. That's how good she is, folks. Oh, wow. Yeah. I You know, I've heard you on the top charts. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, you uh, you you did that song with uh, Alicia Keys. That was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was a good collab. I, I still get a lot of uh, messages about that. Really? Yeah. Mostly from banks, or yeah, banks. <laughs> Just confirming appointments, but it's cool to still get a message. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. I really thank you for having it. me. Yeah, of yeah. course. Anytime. Yeah. You're always welcome back on the show. Thanks. Um, where can people find you online? Yeah, I post most of my work on my Instagram. So my Instagram is at Jennifer underscore Giralo, G-I-R-A-L-O. Okay. Mm-hmm have people follow you there and then i'll post in uh, the show notes will be the links to all of your podcasts that you're doing (laughs) and um any if there's anything else you want me to put in there just let me know okay uh, yeah and i've been your host zach lyman this has been the zach lyman podcast and outro music (laughs) 